Hello and welcome to another episode of the official Wigan Warriors podcast. I'm Joe Mills and with me I'm delighted to welcome my co-host Alistair Hancock. Thanks Joe. Each, each episode we discuss a different topic to give you an insight into what it's like to be part of the Wigan Warriors club. And with the Cherry and Whites announcing the skipper last week for the 2021 season, we talk all things captaincy with Tommy Lulloy. Yeah, and we'll be discussing pre-season and we'll get a special message from a Wigan Warriors legend and put your listener questions to the new skipper. So first of all, Tommy, welcome to the Wigan Warriors podcast. Congratulations on being announced as the, the new captain for 2021. First of all, how are you? How's the pre-season going? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a tough pre-season like always. Um, enjoyable, it's had a few challenges, but um, yeah, definitely ready to start playing now. Now, it's obviously been uh, an extended pre-season, a bit longer than what you're used to. Um, but what are the benefits of that compared with what, what you would normally do? Um, I suppose just time. Time to get more load into the body. Yeah. Work on a few things. You know, technically, as, a, as I suppose, coaches have definitely enjoyed the extra few mm. weeks. Um, players, maybe not so. But no, it has been long. It's, you know, it's been um, good. It's been, to be honest, with what's going on outside, you know, just to get back in there and train, with, you know, we feel very grateful and, and, you know, the work's been hard, really hard, but, you know, you need that just going into a season. I suppose one good thing about starting a little bit later, the weather's been a little bit better than it would normally be because when you're coming back December, January, when it's horrible, yeah. cold, rain, I know we've had a bit of rain lately, but I suppose that's, that's helped as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think, I think we had maybe two sessions where it was quite bad. And, yeah. You know, if we'd started any earlier, it would have been of, uh, you know, a few more. So, but like, we had a long season in, in the sense of last year. So to go back on that and then start a bit later, I think it was very smart from the club. Mm. We still had, what, 12, 13 week preseason, which is, um, to be honest, more than what I've had mm. any time I've had. been in the Super League. So, um, you know, there's plenty of time. And also, we, we know, obviously, COVID uh, struck the club a, a few weeks ago. How did that affect uh, the team in terms of pre-season training? Yeah, it was tricky. We lost two and a half, sometimes three weeks for some players. So, mm. it was obviously, um, the COVID stuff was a bit, you know, I suppose, scary for a few people. And then, once we got over the fact, most people got through it okay. It was just a matter of the, the protocols coming back. Still took another week and a bit, really. Mm. So, yeah, I think Bentos was pulling his hair out, or what hair he has left. <laughs> and... Um, but, you know, we got over it, you know, maybe a couple of weeks there to get back into the swing of things. But like I said, we're very lucky we had a long preseason, so it didn't really affect us. Do you feel ready now into, from that break that you had? Do you feel like you've caught up a bit from that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think you know, first week took us a while because there's so many protocols you have to mm. stick to. So we didn't really train for another week. And then on the back of that, um, first week was really tough. So like starting again, but you finally get back. You soon get back into the swing of things. It's quite easy. Right now, it was last week uh, that you were announced as the, the new club captain. Uh, just tell us how that came about. Um, pretty simple, really. I didn't really hear anything. And then um, I think we had a leadership meeting where we were naming our leadership squad. And then Lemmy talked to me to say, after the meeting, come upstairs. And then I went upstairs and seen Reds. And Ian was on a Zoom chat and we just announced it there. And, that was it, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Did it take you by surprise? Yeah, I did a little bit, but I don't know. When you're at my age, I suppose, and you know, you you know, you're sort of in line for those sort mm. of things. So, mm. look, it's nothing I've ever chased, or you know, I don't think even if I didn't get it, it would have changed the way I go about things mm. at all, really. So, you know, we've got some really good leaders here, but you know, when you think about it and you look at the players that have done it before you, and 
you know, it is, it is a privilege and an honour. Mm-hmm. The, the club mentioned that there was a, like a scientific approach when selecting the, the new captain. Do you know anything about that? Did, can you shed some light on it? Oh, briefly, yeah. We weren't involved in the process or what it was. I, some people know a bit more about it than me, but we had a few people around the club that were assessing mm. different things, and I know they had a few meetings with the coaches. And um, then there would have been a, like a few, like 13 things that they sort of took judge of, and mm. I'm guessing between them, lot, they all voted, and you know, it was a very precise, you've got a percentage score and stuff like that, but I don't know too much about the process, but, you know, it's just what Rad's explained, and they obviously, I don't think, well, Lockers has been a captain for the last 15 years, so they haven't really had to do that, so I think they've gone, um, yeah, I suppose, all out with it and, mm. and made sure they made the right decisions. I, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, fans and players alike will, you know, say you're definitely a man of action who leads by example. Um, where does this style of, of leadership for you come from? I mean, was it inspired by other players uh, that you've played with in the past or uh, family members? Because I know you've got a, a lineage in the game. Was that instilled into you from an early age? What? Yeah. I think for most of my career, I wouldn't really have thought myself as a like well, captain-type role, you know? Right. I was always like having a laugh a bit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a joke around. And, but, because I've been, I suppose my age, I've been playing, I've been involved in leadership squads for a number of time. And I don't know, you, you, I think you find your own style from learning off different leaders you've been involved in. Mm. But I think the, you gotta be yourself. Like, you know, no one's gonna follow someone who's fake or trying mm. to be someone they're not. So I think when you say, did I have a plan? I wanna copy this guy or not really. I learned things that I seen from me that I liked that I, you know, and I, I suppose my, my approach, I'm pretty easygoing and quite relaxed at times, so you know, I'm not trying now walk around and be someone I'm not really. I'm just doing what, I suppose, what I've done for the years I've been here. And, mm. and o- over that time, like I said, you pick up things and, that you think, well, that's really good, or I think, yeah, I like the way he did that, or yeah. you know, that's not me, but I like mm. it. And, you know, I need to be a bit more like that and just, as you go along. But like I said, I never really put too much thought in it because I don't really. It's not something I chased. Mm. Have you spoke to Sean at Lockers uh, since you've been announced as a captain? Have you spoke about it? Has he given you any advice about it? Yeah, I spoke to him. Not necessarily about the role. I suppose just spoke in general, really. But mm. I've known Lockers for a really long time. We're really good friends, so there's no, you know, sort of thing. I've learned, like I said, he's been my captain for the majority of my career. So I've learned most of the stuff that he's mm. done. You know, mm. pretty much from him. So. You know, he's been a fantastic leader and I think I've been really lucky to have someone like him. I think he's would all vouch and say that he's such a good person with mm. good morals. So, you know, like I said, I've seen him do it. He'd done it from a really young age too, which was, I, I, you know, I, I was no chance of being a captain when I was a <laughs> So, you know what I mean? But I've seen him do it and he's been so mature and such a good person and role yeah. model for such a long time. I, I give him credit for that. Mm. I mean, we know the club has a, a, lead, a leadership senior group as well that goes along with the captaincy. Can you shed some light on that, how that works, the, the process of choosing the leadership group, how you've been working with, with those players as well? Yeah, the leadership group, they've done it for a number of years now. It's pretty much the players pick it since mm. then we come. So everyone would vote and then five or six names and pretty much they just get it from that. And, you know, it's a... Yeah, it's good, I think, coming from the players because then they're picking the people that they think, yeah. you know, they best relate to or, you know, have mm. a high opinion of. And, you know, this year we've got a couple of new ones in there, but you know, there's some fantastic leaders here at the club. 
And the beauty of it, they've been in that group for a few years now, so leadership's something that you either get better at or get more comfortable doing as you get older, I think. So, um, you know, some of these boys have been in there for a few years and are fantastic leaders. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, so shortly we'll chat further with Tommy about the, the captaincy and look at the questions sent in you by you, the fans. But first, here's an important message about purchasing your 2021 season tickets. Wigan Warriors 2021 season tickets offer you the chance to enjoy rugby worth waiting, rugby for. worth waiting for. After a year away from being able to cheer on our Warriors heroes in person, we're looking forward to a return to the DW Stadium and the chance to witness an amazing new look team in the flesh. Buying a 2021 season ticket could be the only way to see some of this season's biggest games. So buy before the deadline to ensure you've got the best chance of being there throughout the campaign. Order now. Buy online via store.wiganwarriors.com or call us from 10 till 4pm weekdays on 01942 762 875. It's rugby worth waiting for and we can't wait to have you back. Can't wait to have you back. Now, I understand uh, that among many of the well-wishers sending you messages once the captaincy was announced, announced was uh, Andy Farrell. Um, can you tell us how that came about? Yeah, Lockers sent me that video. Um, it was a bit of a surprise and a real honour, I suppose, a player or person of his calibre and what he's done for the club to, to send you a message. Um, yeah, I watched it and I was, you know, I was really impressed and, and grateful he had some some nice words and, and a bit of advice, you know, and you know, and it's just, I suppose, good to have someone of that calibre being such a great player for the club, you know, to, to send you a message like that. Um, yeah, I was really grateful. I mean, much like Andy, you know, you've had a very decorated uh, career as a player. You've won everything in the game. Where does the honour of Wigan captain rank among all of your achievements and medals and honours that you've won so far? Um, yeah, yeah. I've had this question before. I find it really hard to answer. You know, it's something I, I really, I'm proud of and I, you know, I respect, you know, what the role that comes with being a captain, but it's never been something I've chased and I never really think of myself as above or anyone. So it's just, mm. for me, it's just a responsibility, really, a role mm. to try help and pass on the knowledge that I've gained over the years. So, yeah, personally, maybe, maybe in, you know, when I'm finished playing, I'll, be, I'll look back on that and I'm proud, but I don't really see myself, if I didn't get the role, I don't think, I'd change anything about the way mm. I approach games or I had talk in meetings or anything like that. It's just, you know, but, I, but then again, you see what, you know, getting a message from Andy Farrell and the people that have, you know, got it before. And I think one thing he did mention when he did send a message, and I think is a, is a cool point, is that I'm not from Wigan, you know, I'm not a Wigan lad, although I've been here for a very long time. <laughs> My wife's from Wigan. But, you know, I'm, I look at myself as more an outsider coming in and, and for the fans and the people at the club to, to take me in and, and accept me like that, that, that's sort of something that I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know. Mm. You know I know people from Wigan love the town, players here that have played in the town would love to captain it and me being outside of getting asked to do it, I, I, I respect that. I mean, you, you've played a lot of uh, successful teams on, on both sides of the globe. Um, what captains that you played under have had a, a real impact on you? 
just in general, not in general. necessarily about what would shape your style. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to say first I'm going to be Ruben Wickie. Yeah. When I was young, my first international team I made, he was the captain. And I think one thing that stood out, I was a young kid at the time and I just expected, you know, I would be making a cup of teas, running baths, um, picking his bag up for training and stuff like that. But I've said it to him when I, when I worked with him up in the past, I was just, it was just complete opposite. Mm. You know, he just sort of welcomed me in and just it was my debut and I was, I was nervous. And anyway, then you room with him and he's your captain and, you know, I was getting prepared for the worst really, but <laughs> it was a complete opposite. And I just really liked that. It made me feel part of the group straight away. Mm. And it's something that stuck with me that I thought, man, if I ever get that opportunity again, you know, it's, it's not always, you know, this, you know, you know, a bit of the old school, you know, I'll show you the way sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. inviting that young player in and giving him confidence. So he's one. And um, the other guy I have to speak about is Simon Mannering. Just how humble he was. They're yeah, one of the best leaders I've, I've seen, really. Just a, a similar to Lockers in a lot of respects, you know. Um, was a great player, but very quiet, but had presence, I suppose. And um, just how humble he was. And he literally would hang out, hang out with anyone in the group, you know. And you don't always see that, I suppose, mm. in professional sport, you know, especially guys like him, you know, going for a coffee with an 18-year-old kid on his day off, you know, and you think, well, you know, that's a bit unusual. But for Simon, it wasn't. He was just such a humble guy that, yeah. you know, I learned so much from him too. Is there an extra pressure on being captain? I know it's been a few days since, since you've been announced as, as a new captain, but have you, have you felt anything different in terms of the, those first few days of, of being a captain? No, not really, not really. I suppose there might be from the outside, Mm. A bit of pressure, but I didn't really see it that way. Like I said, I, nothing would have changed for me if I didn't get this role. Um, I put enough pressure on myself to perform anyway, so I don't feel there's any extra there. A bit more responsibility would be mm. a better word, you know. Um, when you see the people that have had it before and the role, the role they've done and, and what Lockers has done, I feel like I'm responsible to make sure that we try to get the best out of the season that we can. And, and leadership and is most probably, you know, on me to drive those sort of standards. Mm. Well, this week, uh, as we will do with every podcast, we reached out to the fans on Instagram uh, to, so, to put some questions to Tommy for the podcast for today. So, what have we got? Yes, we have a few here, Joe. So, the first one is from Rugby Mad Matt. Uh, Tommy, if you didn't play rugby, what sport would you play? I don't know. I'd, li I'd like to think I'd play another sport. I've played rugby league since I was... A young kid, and I, I've started really young. I was 17 mm. when I first played professionally, so I'm not too sure. If I had to guess, hope I'm not too good at too many other sports. So <laughs> I think rugby union is the closest we get, so I'm, yeah. hopefully I would have been had a crack at that. I, I wasn't good at cricket or anything like that, or, or football. Mm. So um, if I did play a sport, I'd have to be stick pretty close to rugby league. <laughs> Uh, the next one is from Andy Stott, 1996. Uh, Tommy, as captain, what are you going to do different to lockers and what do, you, what do we need to change? Different, I'm not going to... The message and, and the way that we do things would be a lot the same. My delivery of it might be a little bit different. But like I said, I've had lockers as my captain for a long time and the way he sets standards at the club, you definitely don't need to change that. Mm. You know, that's... He's done a fantastic job. There's nothing that needs changing there. Mm. It's just maybe the way we get the message across might be a bit different, but mm. you know, I'm going to try and mirror what Lockers has done, to be honest. And the second part of that question, what was it? second part was, uh, what do we need to change? I don't think we need to change too much, to be honest. In the leadership role, I think 
we maybe need to bring a few more young players through in their leadership role because we've got a really young team at the moment. So I think one thing I've thought about or you know, we've talked about is, is getting younger is boys like Morgan Smithies, Oli P. Mm. They've now played two or three years of you know, first grade and yeah. you know, the, the next development for them is to start speaking and feeling comfortable speaking. Mm. So if that's one thing I could do in making young boys feel more confident to speak up and, and, and you know, respect their, their opinion on things, that's definitely something I'd want to do. Mm. Uh, the next one from David Steele. Uh, might have to get your thinking up on this one. What is the uh, the best game you've played in? Best game I've played in? Game. Oh, that's a hard question. That is, isn't it? Can I go two or three? Or? Yeah, as many um, as you want. I'll do, well, I've got to say the, the best game is most probably the, well, at international level definitely was um, the World Cup in 2008. Yeah. Just purely because no one gave us a chance, really, and mm. if I'm honest, I don't think we even gave ourselves a chance. But um, you know, and that that year we had Wayne Bennett working with us, and Steve Kearney was coach, and just learnt so much from both of them, mm. um, especially Wayne. He gave us so much confidence, you know, to beat Australia and win the World Cup. Uh, that one was a big one, and club one. We're going most probably be. I think the Challenge Cup final, 2010, was it? Yeah. yeah it? That, that's something that I've always looked, my old man was played in a couple and although he didn't really show me too much of them, I've heard about them. And mm. I was there for one of them. Yeah, people spoke about <laughs> 85. them. 85, so. what a game that yeah, was. Yeah, so like, yeah, my dad didn't really show me or sit me down or explain the whole mm. thing to me, but I knew, you know, he enjoyed playing in those games. So to get back there and it was back at Wembley too. Yeah. 2011 it was. Oh, 2011, yeah. yeah. And then, my dad was actually in the stands too, so that was pretty cool. He came over for it, so you know that that was a good feeling. It was something that I suppose, as a family, we sort of spoke about. So to get back there was cool. Uh, next one is from at Warriors. Um, so obviously you are the, the fourth Kiwi uh, captain to actually captain Wigan. Yeah. Um, why do you think that Kiwi players and Wigan Warriors have such a great history together? I honestly, don't know. <laughs> Someone said that too. I, I honestly don't know. Um, There'd be some great Kiwis that have played mm. here, you know, not just the, four, the three guys you named there, you know, even just other players, you know. You know I, I honestly wouldn't know the, the mm. thing. I, I like to think we're quite similar, you know, humble people, you know, working class, mm. you know, a lot of people. I know I come from a working class background, which is, yeah. you know, I suppose the same as Wigan and maybe that similarities are there, I'm not mm. too sure. Uh, this is a funny one, this one, at Joe Rain. Uh, are you just going to play forever? You could probably put a sh still put a shift in when you're 80. No. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't know either to that question. I, I didn't plan on, I have a figure in my head or a year, how many years I wanted to play. Um, it's just I'm enjoying it and you know, I feel like I'm still contributing to the team. So, you know, man, my body feels good, so. You know, and, that, and ultimately the club still want me to do it. So, you know, if one of those three things change, then mm. I, I most probably have to make a call. But <laughs> it's usually the, the moment, body that tells yeah, you, I suppose. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be one of them. I know I can't play forever, but yeah. it's either I'm going to get a tap on the shoulder or, or you know, my, my body won't last. And, or even mentally, I might just have mm. enough. But like I said, I, you know, I, you can, I spoke to a lot of people, my cousin Kylie, about it, and he said, you'll know when it's time. Mm. There's no point worrying about when that is. You might as well just keep going until... You know, and it'll be one day one of those three things 
will fall into place and you know, it'll be time to change. I've just got one, one more here, if I've got time for one more. Uh, from Tom Marsh 05, uh, what is your favourite try you've scored for Wigan? I ain't scored too many, so... <laughs> <coughs> um, I'd have to say in that Challenge Cup again. Yeah. 2011 Challenge Cup. Just the game was in the balance, I think, a bit. Mm. I just managed to sneak over from dummy half. It wasn't a great try. None of my tries are, but... Um, they all came. <laughs> but um, I suppose in, I think we sort of knew we'd won the game then and we yeah. had about four or five minutes of play, which is always nice knowing, you know, that you've got four or five mm. minutes to enjoy it. And I think it just felt a big relief once I got given a try, even for the players around us. They sort of knew we can enjoy these last few minutes. Okay, thanks, Tommy. Thanks for you for that. Um, so we'll be asking listeners uh, for, for more questions for our next podcast in around two weeks' time. Uh, so make sure to keep your eyes peeled on all Wigan Warriors social media channels. Yeah, and you can get in touch via email. Uh, just the address is podcast at WiganWarriors.com. So thank you, Tommy. Thank you for, for coming along today. And uh, thank you, of course, for listening. Yeah, and thank you all for listening as well. Until next time, bye-bye.